I'm Aaron Gallo. I'm Marty Hogan. And I'm Eric Berry. And we're from the Starfleet Escape Podcast. And you're listening to another great Four Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out FourEyedRadio.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. I just downloaded it today. Well, welcome to Skype. <laughs> Thank you. Wedding preparations, all that, and I filmed some reviews and trying to do too much at once, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one month. Exactly one month ago for both of us. Oh, my God, that's right. Uh... Did he uh, get those endless fries again? Because those cause endless trouble. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of trouble with it. Man, the endless fries. <laughs> <laughs> There's a me. It took way too much effort to try to get everything set up. I apologize. <laughs> Why do you sound like you're in a bathroom or not have the right mic? <laughs> I don't know. I'm right in front of my mic. I'm in my bedroom. Change the what Skype input to your mic. Okay, there we go. Boom! There. Perfect. It's <laughs> like you're a new person. <laughs> Because yeah. you're just kind of like this. So, hey, how's it going, guys? It was, it was routing through my headset microphone, and it's like not even a microphone. It's like embedded in the side of the headset. It's a total. Oh, shit. that's horrible. So, our plan was I call you first, and then we <laughs> add people. Okay. And it seems to have worked. I'm here. Woo! Yeah! It worked! All I want to do is talk Power Rangers. So much Power Rangers. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, 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 It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphing time! Ha! Today on the Power Hour, extra episode 20. Post Power Morphicon wrap up, recorded on August 24th, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger Up with your host. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Ranger Command PH to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Alright guys, we have an exciting post-Power Morphicon wrap-up podcast, and I've got four of the posse that we had at Power Morphicon. <laughs> uh, so first we have Hassan Ahmed. Hassan, say hi. What's up? We got Brian Shukin Shinobi. Hello, hello. We've got Kyle Deadpool Ranger. Hi. <laughs> and we have Doug at Doug Watching. Hello. Woo! How you guys doing today? Great. Doing good. Peachy. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, not only with Power Morphicon, but a ton of news has happened this week and at Power Morphicon. <laughs> so let's just get right into it. First off, Super Sentai is celebrating their 2000th episode with a Kaizo Sentai Gokaiger reunion. All six Gokaigers will return once again for a two-week special in episodes 28 and 29 of Juoger, celebrating 2,000 episodes of the Super Sentai franchise. As an additional anniversary prize, Juoger episode 29 will feature a special song, a revamp of Project R's 
Super Sentai Hero Getter, the original ending theme for Kaizuk Sentai Gokaiger. Gokaiger vs. Juoger will air on September 4th and September 11th, 2016, as reported from Toku Nation. All right, how many of you guys have watched Gokaiger? Me. It was my first Sentai. Nice. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guess who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Homework um, assignment. <laughs> exactly. Know, right? Yeah, you only have two weeks to watch like a 50-episode Sentai. <laughs> oh, and it's a really good time of year to do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, well, not really. <laughs> School's in session. Woo. Uh, but for those of you guys who have seen it, how excited are you for this return? Hassan? I am really excited. I've only, the only Sentai that I've watched all of are Shinkenger and Gokaiger, and, and I loved them, especially Gokaiger. Just the cast I thought was great. And Super Sentai 2000 episodes is incredible right there that alone is amazing so i'm excited about this definitely nice brian same it's less rare in sentai it's super rare in power rangers because Mm -hmm. we don't know what we're doing ever but (laughs) to to have like the entire team come back for these two episodes is really cool and they're all excited to do it it's just really cool to see him again go kaidra as a whole is kind of like 50 50 for me but i love this cast and i love the characters and so I'm really excited to see him again, especially with the Geodras, since I love them too. I think they're a great cast of characters, so to see him interact will be fun. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Well, I'm really excited. I love Gokaiger. Like I said, it was my first Sentai, so I can't wait to see them again. Although I've never seen a single episode of Geodras, so I may need to binge watch <laughs> that just to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I need to do a definite catch up on Geodras. I think I kind of pieced out around episode 11 or so. So I got to do some catch up with that. But. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but no, I watched all of Gokaiger. It kind of got me back into Sentai after a long hiatus. And of course, I got obsessed with the Ranger Keys and got every <laughs> set that they made of those. And I'm just waiting. Now that this special is coming out, you know they're going <laughs> to announce a Nininger Juoger key set. You know they're going to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I will be buying it, whatever it takes. <laughs> I will sell plasma for it. But no, I'm I'm super excited for Gokaiger. And it's always weird, like with these team-ups, they bring back the original wardrobe, so they're all wearing the same thing that they did five years ago. But the hair's completely changed. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Like Guy's hair got out of control. Yeah, Guy took a cue from Don, who's taking a cue from Donald Trump. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> but even though their hair is a little bit messed up and Luca doesn't have the voluminous hair, she's just got super straight hair. I'm looks exactly the same, which is fine. So does Marvelous. But no, I'm super excited. And apparently, because of this team up, Premium Bandai is actually bringing back Captain Marvelous jacket. They're starting to resell his accessories. Oh, yeah, so this is an anniversary explosion, and I love it. So I'm excited for that. Next in our news, holy crap, it's the return of Ranger. Tokusatsu Network reported that Toei has announced a new project reuniting the Ranger cast, teaming up with Space Sheriff Gavon. The cast of 2004's Toksu Sentai Ranger will return in 2017 in two new films under the joint 
Space Squad Banner. Both films will be released simultaneously and will focus on different members of the team. Space Sheriff Gavin versus Toksu Sentai Decoranger features the return of Yumi Ishigaki from 2012's Space Sheriff Gavin, the movie, and the 2015 Space Sheriff Next Generation films. The first installment will join the two police-themed heroes as they face a massive space crime organization. There will also be a prologue entitled Girls in Trouble, Space Squad Episode Zero. The male members of the cast will not appear in this film, which just focuses on the female decorangers and was described as a sexy girls action movie. Mayu Kawamoto <laughs> and Suzuka Morita from the previous Next Generation films and Gavin the Movie will also return. So this will be released uh, next summer on DVD and Blu-ray in conjunction with a theater show. Naruhisa Arakawa, Decoranger and Gokaiger, is writing. And Koichi Sakamoto from Kamen Rider Forze, Kiruger, and also freaking Power Rangers is directing. So... <laughs> as a Decoranger fan, like, Decoranger was my first Sentai... I loved the 10 years after movie that they did. Holy crap, I can't believe we're getting more of this cast. I think Gavin's cool. Like, I never had a problem with Gavin. I love it. And you got Koichi Sakamoto. I jokingly tweeted to Greg Aronowitz, Hey, we're getting more footage, so when are we getting that SPD reunion? (laughs) (laughs) This is very exciting to me, and I cannot wait to see more Decoranger. I hope Doggy has more than a five-second Ranger morph sequence in that. Who has watched Decoranger? Me. Okay. I have not. Okay, so Brian. (laughs) (laughs) So Brian, what do you think of this? I'm so happy. You know how I feel about SPD. Oh, yeah. And while Decoranger's not in my, like, top Sentai list, it's still a super fun show. Yeah. I really, really liked their Returns movie that they got, was it, like, a year ago or so? So that was great. And just to see, like, the energy and motivation that, like, this group of actors have to just keep coming back all the time (laughs) is really (laughs) cool. And I didn't really like the Gavin movie that much, but the Mm -hmm. uh, Next Generation films were both really good. So to see, like, these two groups, which should totally interact, if we're going to make them in the same universe... The Decorangers and Gavin are both space police, so there's no reason for them not to interact. So I'm really interested to see what they do in terms of a plot and just to see all that again. uh, It's really cool. Plus, back in Gokaiger, Gokaiger had Gavin. They also had Decoranger, so they're already all in that continuity. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for them to team up for sure. And we also had a listener, Jen Nguyen at Minimoon132002 said, got a question for you to answer for the podcast. Which Sentai news is better, the Decoranger crossover or Gokaiger coming back? And I guess yeah. all of us have already voted. It really depends on what you watched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's really cool that Decoranger is coming back. Uh, and yeah. I think that's what's cool about Sentai in general. They do a lot of that where they bring back the old cast members, which I wish Power Rangers did more of. And it also yeah. seems that the Japanese cast, they're more receptive to coming back. Like, they don't have any egos about it. It's not like, oh, God, Power Rangers. They respect the show that brought them into their acting careers. And mm-hmm. yeah, they'll go back for it. So it seems like, you know, what Brian brought up before that it's much easier for these Sentai casts to come back that we don't get a lot of in Power Rangers. Right. Mm-hmm. The only thing that really stops a Japanese cast are like switching agencies and just retiring in general. 
Yeah. Is like really the only thing ever stopping these because most of the cast that plays in these Sentais are like, they totally respect the Sentai legacy. They're excited mm-hmm. to be a part of it and excited to see it grow and build it. And I think that's what's really fascinating about over there, just the fact that there is such a big legacy. And it's cool to see them so optimistic and willing to keep coming back and promoting everything, and it's it's a neat thing. Yeah, especially after five years with Gokaiger and 12 years at that point for Deckaranger. Yeah. That's a real commitment, and to have the majority of the cast for Deckaranger, well, all the cast come back last year for Deckaranger, that just goes to show that they really respect what's going on with the show. And yeah, it's great that Sentai is celebrating 2,000 episodes, and last year Power Rangers celebrated 800 episodes episodes so these are both two juggernaut franchises and hopefully we get more team-ups like this in power rangers that'd be great <laughs> all right uh moving on to something that premiered at power Morphicon, the soul of chagokin power rangers the mighty Morphin power rangers zords the individual zords were shown at power Morphicon with hints that battle mode will be shown at new york comic-con i think all of us saw these up close um <laughs> They are freaking beautiful. Oh, God. They are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I know it's going to be as expensive as fudge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, $300 easy, probably. Yeah. So. Soul of Chigokin, they're not messing around. It's the entire thing is made out of die cast. There's hardly ever any plastic parts on these things. That's what Soul of Chigokin is known for, is these really high-quality die cast robots I'm super excited for it. It's going to come as all five Zords. You're not going to buy them individually. It's all going to come together as one package. I guess start saving now if you want to get them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you mean saving? Yes. Oh, is that another language? It's a foreign word. <laughs> it's definitely on a wish list, but we'll see. <laughs> it depends on when it's getting released. If it's like late 2017 okay that's enough time for me but if it's like next month i'm gonna be like nope (laughs) (laughs) if it comes out anywhere close to the start of whatever sentai is after geoger i'm gonna worry yeah uh, quite a bit because february march is always an awful time frame in terms of trying to buy everything oh yeah but if it comes out like in these late months like it is right now then sure I'm game, maybe. (laughs) Hopefully. I want it really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, next up in these Power Morphicon reveals, the Legacy Power Sword. (laughs) In all of its one-to-one scale glory, it looked life-size. Again, it's continuing the legacy tradition of these being prop quality in a way. Mm-hmm. I need it like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need it years ago. <laughs> like I've, I've wanted a one-to-one scale power sword like since I was little. I mean, I probably wouldn't have been able to lift it when I was little, but that's not really the point here. <laughs> the point is that I wanted it. Oh and my God. now I get to own it and it's so good. It looks so good. It's obvious that it was a prototype at the show. You could see, like, on the side, there was kind of a mock-up bun, and it's got a speaker on the back of it. So, you know the thing's going to play the theme song, like all the legacy items. (laughs) 
but I don't care. It looks amazing. I really can't wait for it. It's a great replica of the Power Sword. Bandai did not confirm, but I hope it has the ability to combine with the other power weapons because I would be all in for the Legacy Power Blaster. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that, so that would fun. just, that would be like the top of the collection. But again, it's also pushing more Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy. Mm-hmm. So that guarantees if they spread out all four other weapons we could be going to 2018 with these legacy items just uh. still for mighty morphin <laughs> so. and you know but the thing is Longer. like you know you complain about like oh more mighty morphin but but we buy like buying every single one of it <laughs> yes but it's so good <laughs> i'm not complaining but they're gonna keep pushing mighty morphin until the show's 50th anniversary but i'll still collect it they still have my wallet on one hand i'm kind of complaining but on the other it's like all right here's my money already so yeah <laughs> now if they release a black and gold version of all these things then that's when i'm really gonna be complaining <laughs> yeah when when they right. yeah i can already tell you next san diego comic-con exclusive black and gold power sword <laughs> <laughs> if, if if not San Diego, New York. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yep. So the next item, which was revealed at Saban Brands and Bandai's Toy and Collectibles Power Hour, the Zio Legacy six and a half inch figures. Oh, yes. And Sweet. and yes, our our friend Chris at Toku Chris stood up as soon as they announced it. Greg from Bandai <laughs> pointed at him. Like, this is for you, Toku Chris, and that's why he changed his name on Twitter. It's like such a significant point in his life that he changed his online identity. I know, it was like, it was crazy. He could, have been, he could have said, this is for you, Bob, and be like, alright, my name's Bob now. Bob now. <laughs> you gave me the Zio figures? That's it. <laughs> whatever you say greg <laughs> yeah i'll change my name for you greg <laughs> but no it's pretty exciting i'm glad that they are listening to the fans they made that point pretty clear at that panel i wanted to ask you guys that were at the panel mm-hmm. what did you think of the reveals overall one more thing what? also poissandra what? figure is coming out Woo! yes yes, <laughs> yes. uh no um, which my fiance said like, I need to buy five of them. So, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm just going to have all Poissandras. Just an entire wall full of packaged Poissandra figures. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least one to take out. But, yeah. But, uh, Brian, overall, what did you think of some of these reveals at the Toys and Collectibles Power Hour? Like I said, eh. <laughs> the Poissandra figure is kind of neither here nor there. I'm excited for it in a collector standpoint because it's the like only main villain character that hasn't gotten a figure and I'm like right. looking at this collection going, "Come on guys, <laughs> do it for me." <laughs> and so I'm really glad that they decided to actually release her. What got me most interested in yes. that reveal is what they said about it. Like yes. she's going to be the start of like a new series so to speak of being able to like go backwards and fill in holes that are missing in collections and that's a really big thing because they they miss a lot of stuff (laughs) which is crazy because if you think about it that could be a proper sentinel or not sentinel night i made this mistake before a a proper (laughs) god help me out a proper solaris knight figure that Mm -hmm. could be more original villains from past Mm -hmm. seasons you know we might 
get a proper scale Decker figure or, or something like that. Just, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, w- what you're saying, Brian, is totally on the nose. That was the more interesting part of the reveal. Yeah. That now there's this demand to go back and fill in gaps in the collection. They'll continue to have my money if they make... <laughs> you know, other different reveals like that. It's I, like all thanks to Ranger Keys or something, because they're selling so well. Toys R Us is like, yeah, we'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, that still amazes me that Ranger Keys are still being considered almost three years out of the toy line, which is cool. Like, I'll still collect them. I mean, I've collected all the American ones and all the Japanese ones so far. So, yeah, more Ranger Keys. I mean, if Japan can do it <laughs> five years after the fact... <laughs> Hey, why not continue the trend here in America? <laughs> I could have done without the nesting dolls. Like, I don't get <laughs> what are those? Yeah. Like, so who asked for like, those? I- they're the hip new trend i didn't know like that's something that that grandmothers collect right (laughs) yeah and then they were like are you guys excited about the little alpha too and i was like uh yeah i mean alpha in anything is cool we do need more alpha but nesting dolls so weird i don't know what focus group they talk to um i'm sorry i'm just not a six-year-old grandma i think they talk to like our moms like my mom is now a grandma and she must have been like yeah nesting dolls are sweet (laughs) or nesting dolls and and you know what my my son liked power rangers so i'm gonna i'm gonna honor his legacy by getting a power rangers nesting doll. yeah i need a weird gift to give my son who still watches power rangers here it is. <laughs> it's something that appeals to me and my son. Here you go. <laughs> but, I mean, all joking aside, it's definitely unique. I'll give it that. It's just, I don't think it's something that I'll be collecting. Right. You know? I mean, there's some other stuff that was kind of cool, like the, I mean, I'm scared for the price, but like the statues, oh, like those types of things, oh. that looked awesome. Okay. Now, here's something that I was speculating. Because Tamashii Nations did that Green Ranger statue, and for whatever reason, probably low sales, they dropped the Red Ranger that they had prototyped. Maybe this is Bandai and Saban Brand's answer to find just a different source to make these without mm-hmm. dealing with Tamashii Nations. Yeah, I could see that as a possibility, because, yeah. I mean, Bandai and... Tamashii Nations are like really sales driven. And so, yeah. like, when they release the Green Ranger and it sells for absolute crap, they're like, Yeah, we're done. We're packing up, moving house. So they're like, Well, people like statues. Let's do this from these high grade statue makers that I've never heard of because I don't really collect those. But hey, whatever. I've, they look cool. So I've heard of them. They do a lot of the like video game, like in those collector's editions. They're usually the ones that make the video game statue. Oh, uh, I might own some then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's cool, and I thought the prototype image was cool, but my collection is pretty huge right now, and I'm really, just from my own life, I'm really picking and choosing what I collect. So Mm. when I see, like, a statue series, well, statues were something I stopped collecting when I stopped getting collectible video game packages. So I'm on limited space. I mean, there are some people that have all the money and space and time in the world, and that's great to collect everything. To me, it really depends on how cool the final product looks and what the price point is. Because essentially, that's going to be seven rangers if you include the white ranger, which you know they will. So if these are $100 a pop, you know, I may back off of it. But if it's 50 
I might consider them. Yeah. I did like that these statues, they said that you could swap out pieces of them, which is cool. You mm-hmm. could swap out weapons. The Red Ranger could have the gold shield, etc. So I like that there's different ways to display this. I own a few Kotobukiya statues, like the Halo ones. And the Master Chief one, you could like swap out his hands for different weapons. So it's something like that, where it gives it a little bit more play value, I guess. Yeah. Finally, for the major news, the Ninja Steel cast was revealed at Power Morphicon. Red Ranger Brody, played by Will Schufelt. White Ranger Haley, played by Zoe Robbins. Yellow Ranger Calvin, played by Chance Simpson. Pink Ranger Sarah, played by Christiane Lopez. And the Blue Ranger Preston, played by Peter Sidarso, the brother of Power Rangers Dino Charge Blue Ranger Yoshi Sidarso. Holy crap, you guys. Yay! <laughs> that was such a like an exciting and confusing and bizarre and like exhilarating moment. Like if you've watched it online or if you were there, everything was going smoothly and then Yoshi, Yoshi didn't broke say down. it totally because he was breaking down and so everyone was like, what just happened? And then there was a lot of, did he say that? Did he not say that? I think he said that. And then Peter runs up and everyone's like, he said that! (laughs) (laughs) It was him! It was right! So yeah, if you look at all the videos, there's kind of this like, and you're like, wait, what? And then, so the room's kind of clapping like, okay, Blue Ranger. But then when everyone realizes who it is, it's just like, you can hear the swell that everyone's like, Wah! and they're like going nuts for it. Yeah, and That's I awesome. loved seeing the cast. Like, you could see Brennan, like he kind of looked at it and he like freaked out too. And then uh, Camille started crying. Like you could see like how oh, yeah. supportive the rest of the cast was too, which was awesome. Yeah, I went back through my video and pictures of the thing. And like at one point you see like Claire Blackwelder, like her hands are like <gasps> yeah camille was crying there's there's already been so many memes made from the reaction <laughs> of the cast <laughs> pretty hilarious but can we talk about how racially diverse this cast is yeah it's a very diverse looking group of people which is important and really really cool yeah and we haven't had that in so long if ever you know depending right, on how you talk about uh, certain casts the cast seems really cool i don't know if you guys noticed this when you know we were at the show but it was only Peter and Zoe that were doing like that ninja yes. two finger pose thing. And the rest of them were kind of like, ha, like fists in the air. At least two of them are already doing the ninja <laughs> thing, which I think is cool. Yeah, <laughs> I two of them got that. it down. <laughs> yeah, I expected that from Peter. I was very excited to see it from Zoe. Yeah. I'm really excited about the cast. The trailer was just as invigorating as I heard it the first time <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, that was that was crazy. So yeah, now that we're talking about Power Morphicon, let's just get in today's topic. We're going to do a Power Morphicon recap. For Brian and myself, this was both our second time going. And Hassan, Kyle, and Doug, this was your first time going. Yep. Yeah. So... First, I wanted to ask, were you prepared (laughs) going into this show? Brian? Yeah, I've had experience uh, two times prior, actually. Oh, this is your third PMC? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, So, So, I mean, I I knew full well, like, pretty much expect the previous time, except a little bit bigger. Yeah. But still just as uncoordinated and messy. 
<laughs> so I like I was like 100% set. I was kind of all in. Uh, the only real difference this time around is that I was helping Mr. SSCS toys a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I had one of his vendor badges. So I got to go in early. Which That's was cool. Nice. And I got to see everything get set up and. That was really cool because that was my first time getting to like see the convention get built. Uh, so that was really cool. That was about the only thing like super new in terms of like trying to prepare. Okay. And it was so great uh, seeing Mr. S again. When I saw him at his booth, he was already like, oh, Eric Berry and like shaking my hand. And I'm like, all right, he knows me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to thank you once again, Brian, for inviting all of us to that great dinner. Like, oh, yeah. So that was great to be. That was awesome. It was so great to be surrounded by friends. Our last hurrah dinner of the convention. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a perfect way to end it. Just to see everyone all together in one place, like talking, laughing, having fun. So it was a blast. I'm glad everything was kind of able to, to come together and it got as big as it did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like the fact that we essentially broke their computer system. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We tore it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were, he was going to bust out like the old school credit card swiping thing. Oh, man. Which I haven't seen <laughs> one of those since the 90s. So, <laughs> but I do have to commend you, Brian and Hassan for your vlogs. I watched all of your guys' vlogs covering PMC. It was such a great throwback to see what we did two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but it was nice because it, it really solidifies those memories. So great job, both of you, to, to your vlogs. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun doing that. <laughs> all right. So this is more so for uh, Hassan, Kyle, and Doug. What were your first impressions of Power Morphicon going into it? Oh, man. It was overwhelming, but in a good way. It was cool, you know, when you first got there, getting to just hang out with everybody that Thursday. So it was kind of just fun, just getting into the atmosphere of, mm. of being around friends and stuff. But then when you walk into the convention and you see it all, it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so much here. What do I do first? <laughs> like, I went into it thinking, okay... You know, there's certain things I want to do, Dino Charge panel, Ninja Steel thing, and then, you know, there's a couple of Power Rangers I want to meet, and if I, whatever else I do, great. If I don't, great. But, like, as soon as I got there, I was like, I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to... And I think I managed to do everything I wanted to do, which made me super exhausted, but, like, it was worth it, because there was just so much to do, and it was awesome. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Kyle? First impressions, I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm really here. <laughs> Because uh, there was a part where, like, I almost didn't actually go because mm. financial issues. But, I mean, I actually still managed to make it, and I'm glad I did. And I got to meet all you guys. So that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing was just that. But when we got into the con floor, I mean, first off, I was like, there's a giant Megazord staring at me from the Bandai <laughs> booth. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this right now. And then just getting to see so many Power Ranger toys in the convention floor, which I've never seen before because... When I go to like comic book conventions, it's usually just a bunch of comic books and there's like that one guy with Power Ranger stuff and it's usually just a bunch of MMPR stuff. So getting to see like everything mm-hmm. out on the comic floor was just absolutely amazing. Nice. What about you, Doug? 
Yeah, it was it was awesome and overwhelming uh, for sure, but in a very good way. I uh, I told Eric on the way there because Eric was the only person prior to the con that I had met who was at the con, um, and we traveled together. I said to him, my entire goal is just to get to Pasadena. Like I just need to make sure I get there, and once I get there, I'll figure it out. It's such a miraculous timing thing that I was able to go because I do work for a, a college, and so this time of year is absolutely insane. So I was like, I just got to get there. I just got to get there. And then when I finally got there, and like Kyle said, you see the Megazord, you see not just one cosplayer like you might at some other cons but tons and you see booths with tons of stuff and it was actually you know like at times even when i was just by myself i was emotionally overwhelmed because i was like this is so happy like i'm so happy and i can't handle how happy i am Uh, so yeah it's just it's it's really really cool and it's really surreal and really comfortable if that mm-hmm. makes any sort of sense like yeah, you're in a place with a bunch of people who like the same thing and you can just like yeah. unabashedly love it we're yeah. all with our people it's awesome yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it was really really cool nice brian i know this is your third time around but maybe just first impressions of of just this particular show the size yeah um that's like easily the number one whoa factor of this whole thing because my first time was pmc3 and basically the exhibit hall that we were in wasn't even used that year right no they they doubled up the exhibit hall they they opened both because usually it's just that that once so like half it and that was like last year's pmc yeah pmc3 wasn't even in there oh (laughs) pmc PMC three, the entire dealer hall was that far panel room. What ballroom F and then like D E? That was the extent of the dealer hall. That's how small PMC three was. That's insane. Wow. And wow. then they had ballroom. Was uh, I'm trying to remember how the panel rooms were laid out, but like that stretch to the left, right? That you were pretty much in the entire time, unless you were at a panel. That like was entirely closed off. They didn't use that at all for PMC3. And so to see it grow from that tiny little room packed full of a couple autograph tables and like the dealer halls like were around the edges, going from that to twice the size even of last last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, this has gotten so big and it's, it's fantastic, really. I mean, I think it got big to the point where they kind of don't know what to do anymore. But <laughs> the fact that there's a fan base big enough and a drive in the fan base big enough to get something like this going and to have it keep growing every two years is really the most incredible thing about it. Yeah, my first impressions of this one, I have to agree with you, Brian, the size. Just knowing that they doubled the size of the hall from last year was crazy. And there was never a point in the show that I felt crowded or cramped. All the aisles were super wide. I loved how they segmented all the actors into individual booths. There was kind of a good and the bad with that. Like, the good was, like, it was clearly focused on groups of Ranger teams. You had all the Mighty Morphin people on that far wall, and then you had the rest of them kind of divvied up for whatever. So the good of that was you always knew where certain rangers were going to be. Well, maybe not all the time, because we'll get into that later. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I liked how that was organized, uh, whereas like the downside of that was at last PMC, it was great because the Lightspeed cast last time 
were all kind of at the end of this one aisle, there was no barriers, so they could all interact with each other and laugh. So the one bad thing about separating the booths or the actors like they did is that there's no interaction between different rangers. But positive, it makes things much more organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My first impression of like the expanded hall was great because you could tell that there was more space to do things. They had actual tables laid out on one side of the convention so people could have a chance to just sit down and relax. They had an art gallery off in one corner. They had a kid's play area in another corner. And then you had the Lionsgate picture booth thing, which I thought was so super cool that Lionsgate brought that to Power Morphicon. I was so happy because that was like the one thing from Comic-Con I wanted. I was like, that's got to be there. I want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, all of our profile pictures are essentially (laughs) the same. I need to go change mine. Great. Uh, my one regret is not going back to that because my, my picture's so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just like tucked away with some other stuff. I wish I had gone back. But it was so cool because the pictures, for the most part, turned out really, really well. And it was like, like Brian said, one of the things that I wish I could have done. I kept seeing people with their pictures. Yeah. Um, and we got to do it. Yeah. It was really mm-hmm. exciting. Now we're going to get into like our best experiences. I know there's a lot to take in, so I'll let you guys think about that. But I'll I'll talk a little bit about my best experiences. Number one, my goal at this Power Morphicon was to hang out with friends. I didn't care about the actors so much. I had, just from previous conventions for the past 15 years... I have a pretty good, sizable collection of Ranger autographs where now it's getting to the point where I can really pick and choose who I want to get autographs for. When I found out that Sasha Craig was going, I was like, oh my gosh, holy crap, she's never been to one of these. Oh my God, I need to get her signature. And then when they accidentally revealed at the Lightspeed panel that Mike Chant was going to be there Sunday, I'm like, holy crap, I can complete my whole team of Lightspeed autographs with this convention. I was super excited for that. But really, my best experiences was with you guys, with all my friends. That Thursday hangout that we did, that for me was truly the start of my vacation of that weekend because we were just hanging out. We were playing Pokemon Go. I caught so many Pokemon (laughs) that I didn't have. I caught my first Pikachu out there. It was those experiences with you guys, with the rest of my friends, meeting some of the listeners of Ranger Command, just kind of chilling out. I went to more panels at this PMC than I did the last one, just because I felt at this convention, I had more time. I had more breathing room to do things. I wasn't stressing myself out to get interviews or any of that stuff. But the people that I did talk to at the show, I talked to Jason Bischoff, Saban Brands. I talked to Brian Ward at Shout Factory, reconnected with him, got to hang out, see his toys for a little bit. I was just taking the convention along for the ride. And I think that's what made it a really great experience for me. So far, the best panel obviously was the Dino Charge one, mainly because of that emotional reveal. I don't think there was a dry eye in that convention center (laughs) after that reveal. That was some of my best experiences, but yeah, it was mainly just hanging out with you guys. Brian? Uh, Not to copy you by any means, Uh, (laughs) but absolutely 100% hanging out with people. Yeah. Um, that was like you, that was kind of my drive going into this. Like, this is my third go. 
I'm like, I've seen a lot of the actors I want to see. The couple that were new to the show that I hadn't seen, which the list was pretty small for Mm me. I got to take care of those throughout the weekend, plain and simple. I didn't really have to stand in long lines or anything like that. It was easy, clean, no problems there. So I didn't have to spend a lot of time trying to get autographs, which was nice. I still walked around and I met a lot of the actors and stuff, even if I didn't get their autographs. Mm -hmm. But that was pretty easy to do. So like having that peace of mind was really nice. It made things a lot less hectic. There's a couple panels uh, that I went to, not a whole lot, because again, third time around, it's like a lot of these panels are sort of repeats. So I got to spend a lot more time hanging around people instead of trying to like be here and be there. Uh, and so like to see you guys, which Eric, I haven't seen you since the last PMC, <laughs> right. even though we talk all the time. And I hung out with uh, my friend Chris Long pretty much the entire weekend. He was like and my wingman the entire dude, weekend. What a, what a super cool dude. Like I didn't know him at all oh, before yeah. this convention, but yeah, he yeah. handed me his card, see long toys. And I'm like, Oh dude, I've seen your stuff here and there. So he is hilarious. Like I'm so glad I got to meet him and share some laughs with him because he was a great guy for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. he picked up one of the, the waves of Ranger toys uh, from super mega force. Cause that distribution was God awful. So like we started talking because he picked him up for me. And so we became friends from that. And so we like, we were talking back and forth since super mega force was airing and this was our first time meeting each other. And so to hang out the entire weekend was really cool. And like to see all you guys again and just kind of bounce around and see all my friends that I talk to every day on Twitter and texting and Skype and everything was really neat. But the biggest thing for me is doing YouTube is to see all of the people that watch your stuff, see you, notice you, Mm -hmm. say hi, want to take selfies and shake your hand or give you hugs and just say how much my stupid little toy videos mean to them or inspire them to do their own. That's such a nice feeling inside (laughs) that I don't experience like at all in my daily life. I mean, I go do grocery shopping. I don't get pulled aside and go, Oh my God, you're shooting Shinobi. Let's take a selfie. (laughs) It would be awesome if that happened at the grocery store. (laughs) Well, no, well I had that experience like, um, a couple months ago, there was some guy who approached me at my local mall and he's like, Hey, aren't you Trekkie47 Ranger Command? I'm like, yeah, that's me. And <laughs> and we started talking a bit. I'm like, well, hey, are you going to Power Morphicon? He's like, well, I don't know. It's kind of short notice and it's a lot of money and I don't know if I can travel. And I told him, I'm like, dude, if you can make it, go. It'll be amazing. And then he actually showed up. I saw him at Power Morphicon when we were, when we were all sitting in that big circle after we got our, or we were waiting to get into the dealer room and he came up to me and I was like, Oh my God, you made it. No way. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, Holy crap. So he was like the most local person that I knew there. <laughs> uh, aside from Sarah and Jessica, they were the Tanaya Seven and the oh. female Black Ranger and they had Gokai Puppy, which they was now so RPM awesome. Yellow. <laughs> so they lived pretty close to me and it was great seeing them again. But yeah, I feel the same way, Brian. It was cool to interact with the people who listen and or watch your stuff. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, this is really cool. And I'm sure, Hassan, you, you had that as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I actually had it like happen like uh, twice at Target before, so the most random <laughs> you know place. But the uh, but it's like totally different at this type of a convention because it's not just people that watch my videos, but I watch other people's videos, and it's like yeah. a, a huge community, and it's really cool to get to meet people. For me, I guess connect for the first time because Brian was the only person that I had met from the convention ahead of time, but everybody else getting to finally meet for the first time, so that was pretty cool. Is that part of your best experiences? Any other great? moments that you had at at this convention? Oh, yeah, definitely. Kind of, you know, what you both already said as far as getting to finally, you know, hang out with everybody. I mean, that was incredible. The Thursday adventures, even looking at ants. I mean, just the most random stuff (laughs) in my vlog. But it was great. You know, it's a moment I'm going to remember forever, you know. To be uh, fair, that was a lot of ants. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it was. Uh, the special moment between Yoshi and Peter was great. And there were kind of two things that I set out to do at the convention since it was my first time as well. Uh, one was get some interviews. And so I managed to get uh, two interviews with Azim Rizik and Ciara Hanna. That was fun to do. Not the most interesting interviews, but I was super happy to at least get started with that. And it was a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was I was really excited about the Time Force team photo op because Time Force is my favorite season. And it was really cool to be able to do that. And at the last second, they threw in the voices of Frax and Circuit. They're like, oh, sorry, it's taken a little while to get set up. The voices of Frax and Circuit decided to hop into. I was like, take all the time you want. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Uh, And then as soon as I got the picture, I was like, you know, it would be really cool and probably kind of (laughs) crazy to get it autographed by everybody. (laughs) And I made it my mission to do that. And I succeeded. It's awesome. Yeah, barely. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) But that turned out so awesome. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. That was definitely something. It was fun to to do, but uh, I don't even want to think about how much I spent on that. <laughs> Have you seen oh. this woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was looking everywhere for the voice of Circuit. She was the last one that I needed. And I was so afraid she left. And then I saw Chris, Toku Chris. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, she just left this panel. You know, she's wearing green. So we're kind of walking around like, have you seen this woman? Have you seen her? <laughs> and then finally managed to find her back at uh, at the booth. And she was so excited that I was looking for her, too. She was so nice. It was really cool. I only saw her at the Doug. I think we ducked into that Zio Turbo whatever panel. And she happened to be there. And I didn't know who she was at first. But it, it wasn't until I saw Hassan's picture that I'm like, Oh, she was the voice of Circuit. Okay, cool. But I guess she had worked on the show pretty much since the beginning, doing different production stuff and finally Hmm. doing some voice stuff. So it was cool to see her. And I got this random follow because I guess she has like a parakeet. Or, or a bird. Yes. And Dr. Arrow, her, her uh, African gray parrot. Yes, and, and her bird like followed my personal account and the podcast account. I'm like, wait. And then it said in the description, oh, my mother played Circuit in Power Rangers Time Force. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is kind of cool. And I felt so bad that I didn't get to uh, interact with her at the show. So I guess maybe for, for next time. But that's cool. Kyle, best experiences at the show. All right. Well, I won't reiterate what you guys said because, I mean, that was just meeting all you guys was awesome. So I pretty much think you guys said it all. But my best experience other than that was actually just getting to meet every single Lightspeed Rescue Ranger because I'm a huge Lightspeed Rescue fan. So getting to actually meet every single one. I uh, got a picture with everybody. So that was even cooler. So I, hopefully I'll be able to put that all together and get it framed soon. 
Nice. And then the moments that we shared in the mic chat line <laughs> were pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, uh, that, that was pretty funny. And then, Doug. Yeah, I mean, everything everyone said, obviously, is pretty great. I made it a mission to not do too much of any one thing, or rather, like, not to get my sights set on too much of any one thing. And I think I did a pretty good job. So I split my time between some panels, um, and I split my time between meeting some people and spending some time on the floor. And uh, I don't know if it was the last day, but whatever day I met Ron Roger and uh, Paul Freeman on the same day was just like a weird day. I was super tired and both of them like called me out on it. And Paul Freeman like made me sit in his chair behind the booth and then like half punched me and Ron Roger like made fun of me. And it was all awesome. Like it was so good. Like, like These famous people made fun of me. It was great. Yeah, I love that. Why not? You know? Um, but no, it was cool. I mean, everybody that I met, all the actors I met were really, really great. The Dino Charge uh, Rangers were great. I talked to to Claire Blackwelder about her ring because that was the theme of my Power Morphicon was rings, I guess. Um, <laughs> Dude, but, you bought uh, so many wizard rings. <laughs> I did. I bought more Kamen Rider wizard stuff than anything Power Rangers, which is a head scratcher. <laughs> but I did it anyway. But no, I mean, those two guys, Paul Freeman and Ron Roger, were just so cool. They were dude broin, and I was dude broin, and it was fun. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, you were telling me about that Ron Roger story. I'm like, that's pretty much consistent with his personality. Like, he is a complete joker. At yeah. the Lightspeed panel, he was pretty much keeping that panel going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was good. Was it what you expected, or did the convention exceed your expectations. I think in some areas it definitely exceeded it for sure. I don't know how big I expected it to be, but there was more there than I expected to be able to do, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah. There was never a time where I felt like I was hurting for something to do. I, I knew that if I'd finished one thing, I could go do something else. And I guess I, I expected maybe there would be some downtime. Maybe I just didn't give it enough credit, but I think it, it definitely exceeded my expectations in the amount of stuff to do. Okay. Kyle? Oh, it definitely exceeded my expectations. I don't know really what I was expecting to go into this because I'd never been. So everything was way better than I thought it would be. There's a few things I kind of was just like, eh, but I think we'll get into that in the next yeah. segment part. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it definitely exceeded my expectations. There's so much to do. And not only exceeded, I think there are moments where I, I never expected certain things to happen. Like mm. I went to the Order Night Out. And if somebody would have told me before Power Morphicon that there would be a time when I would be at the club with Aaron Cahill and Karen Ashley and Catherine <laughs> Sutherland getting down on the dance floor and everything, I would have been like, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? It's not. It's never going to happen. But it happened. And it was kind of crazy. It was like surreal. And I'm there and I'm like, okay, these Power Rangers like to party. This is cool. Uh, it was just, it was like interesting. Like those moments that like were just so like unique and special to this weekend were cool. Nice. And Brian, your third time out. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I knew exactly what to expect. So I can safely say like the convention just kind of met my expectations. Because okay. I knew how potentially disorganized it was going to be. Like I said, the size caught me off guard. Uh, so mm -hmm. that was that was kind of refreshing. So the convention like as a whole just kind of met my expectations. But the experience totally way surpassed my expectations like getting to see everybody and meeting fans and friends and hanging out so much going out to dinner every night with different groups of people was an absolute blast and honestly one of the, the best experiences of my life 
Bar nice. none. Going off of last year, it met my expectations in some ways. Like, I knew we were going to get a Ninja Steel cast reveal. That's been a tradition that they haven't broken for, like, the last three conventions, so why stop now? But it exceeded my expectations because... No one had any idea that Peter would be announced, and that was just crazy. That was such a surreal moment. The convention size definitely exceeded my expectations. I had more fun at panels than I expected to. The Pizza Apocalypse panel was freaking hilarious, and I did not expect Mike Chat to be there, so I was that totally <laughs> exceeded my expectations. Oh, to yeah. have guest announcements the week of the show and the day of the convention was just <laughs> nuts. So I'm glad it all worked out. Now we're going to get into the kind of improvements. What could Palomorphicon have improved? Hassan. Going into it, you kind of heard stories of like certain things from the past that were not the most organized. And I feel like overall, my experience was pretty smooth, like checking in, everything was pretty good. But mm -hmm. the one thing I think that could have been improved as well was the whole platinum and gold having priority for certain events, like the the panel with the Dino Charge yep. cast and the Ninja Steel reveal, you know, we're waiting in line and they're like, all right, platinum members first and then press and then gold. And then like, oh no, actually there's a separate line for press, they're going to go first. Oh no, actually it's pla like they're literally back and forth. Yeah. Up until all of a sudden the press line just started going in. I'm like, okay, great. So I just hopped in that line. Like it was just. Yeah, that's like, no what I did too. Know. I was, I was like, I was in the platinum and gold line and I was like hemming and hawing because they kept going back and forth. But as soon as they said, like, all right, press goes in, I'm like, all right, peace out. I'm getting the press line. <laughs> yeah. And I think the Morphin Legacy crew followed me right into that. So I was like, I'm piecing out of this line. You know, overall, I think we ended up getting up pretty close and it, and it worked yeah. out, but it still could have been organized better. And then in a way, I guess this is kind of an improvement, but the, uh, I kind of wish selfishly that they did like a Power Force breakfast again because I never got to experience that uh, before. So that would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, that's more of on a, a Saban brand side than a right. Saban <laughs> side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm morphing the words together. Um, Brian, what about you? Improvements? Have our t shirts on time? That would have been swell. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was. That line on Saturday was ridiculous. Like, I got into that line at one point, saw how long it was, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time with this. I'll pick it up Sunday. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> me, Chris, and Hassan were in that line originally, and then 3 o'clock hit, and then 3 o'clock passed, and they're like, oh, we're folding every shirt out of the box to reasons. Oh, God. And <laughs> to, to reasons. <laughs> So we we got out of that line to go into the Dino Charge signing line because that was about to start pretty soon after that, and that line was already snaking its way, yeah. whatever it's doing. I don't lines, man. My, uh, my my biggest regret of the con is not getting the Dino Charge signing. That's yeah. probably my biggest regret. But anyways, go on. Sorry. No, I mean other than that. It went pretty smooth. They let me skip the line because I was platinum to get my stuff because... Okay, here, here we go. The one thing that they need to improve, bar none, is keep people informed. And I don't just mean the con goers, I mean the con staff. Yes. yes. You could ask like three different people the same question and get three different answers. Yeah. And none of them would be right. So <laughs> I was uh, helping Mr. S set up in the, the CS Toys booth and it was probably about 1115 or so, give or take, when we finished. Mm -hmm. So I left and me and I was with uh, Jack Char from the CS yep. Toys chats because we were both helping him set up and he was gold. I was platinum. 
And we're like, well, Gold and Platinum had a, a line originally, and they were done at that point, I think. They're like, well, can we just go and get our passes? And they're like, no, we're doing red now, so you have to get in <laughs> oh, the line here. So Chris had found us, and he was like, well, do you want me to just go ask? And I was like, sure. And so he went up and asked a different person, and they said, oh, yeah, Platinum and Gold can just come on up. <laughs> and- <laughs> And so yeah. we just went up there and, and got our stuff and then went to lunch. But and asking about the shirts, no one knew what was going on with the shirts. They're like, oh, they'll be here at three. Oh, they'll be here at four. Oh, they're here. We have to unbox all of them. And no one knew anything at all. And then the hubbub <laughs> with the photo op tickets and the autograph oh, tickets, oh, that, that was an absolute freaking mess. Yeah. Actors yeah. didn't know what they were. Like, yeah. I was talking to Ika Darville and I'm like, well, do you accept these? And he kind of looked at it and he was like, I don't know. Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what they were. Oh, wait, and to piggyback off that, I think yeah. there was too much focus on photo ops this year. There seemed to be pro photo ops conflicting with panels. Actors were getting pulled out of panels to do these photo ops. And then, like what you're saying about the tickets, it just seemed like no one really explained the idea to the actors that they were participating. And most of them didn't even know what to do with the tickets or how to mark their sheet if they had a sheet. Yeah. It yeah. was very weird. And I felt <clears throat> bad because I used both of my tickets on Sasha Craig. And I felt bad using them in a way because she had her sheet and she was checking them off. But she just kind of like put them into her money box and was just like, okay. So I don't even know if she got reimbursed for mine or whatever. But I almost felt bad using the two that I had. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the worst part about the photo op ticket is that it was originally advertised as a professional photo op with one singular person. Right. And then when you get there, they changed it to it was a photo with someone at their booth. Yeah. I thought that was crappy. That was absolutely crappy because here I am trying to pick someone out. And I mean, I ended up getting a picture with Ika regardless because that was my goal. Yeah. But the fact that we were both confused because I'm like, this was supposed (laughs) to be for a professional one, but now it's not. And I don't know. And he didn't know. No one knew anything. <laughs> and the lady at the photo op desk was just being a total B. So... <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that was a mess, but go on. Go someone else. Okay, uh, Kyle. <laughs> all right. Pretty much agreeing with all you guys. Communication was a huge factor in all that. But yeah. one thing I really think needed improvement was screening questions at some of the panels. Oh, wait. <laughs> to add on to that, some of the panels I went to on Friday, they did have a girl screening the questions yeah and i remember seemed, that at the lightspeed panel yes and it seemed like the longer the convention went on the less and less they were doing that until what was it i think i heard that the forever red panel someone asked which season sucked more megaforce or <laughs> yes. samurai and, yeah and andrew gray was going off and then the panel moderator who that particular panel moderator, he was awesome. Have him do everything. But it got to the point where Sunday and no one's screening these questions and you still get these awkward moments. But I'm sorry, go on. I was just adding to no, that. Uh, I was just saying, I mean, that was probably like my biggest gripe was just the fact that there was some questions that I'm just like, really, do you really need to ask this? Like you even said in the Forever Ed panel, the very first person to ask a question wanted to ask the whole group something, but the moderator was like, no, you can only ask two people. And so then the guy was like, oh, well, can you guys just morph? And it's like, dude, you're the very first person to ask a question. Yeah. Save that for last. 
Yeah, they really need to just lock down that whole morphing thing. Just have everyone do it automatically at the end of the panel, done. Yeah. Just make that an assumed thing. Yeah. The fact they actually had some moderators there was actually pretty cool. The guy for the Lightspeed panel, I like how first thing he says when the panel starts is like, if you have the communicator ringtone, please change it. Yeah, I guess his name was Peter, and he was the head of programming for the convention. So he did mod a lot of the panels that I saw. Yeah, he also mod the uh, Six Ranger panel that I went to. Okay, okay, Doug stepped away. So I'll give my cons. I agree with what everyone said about some cons. One of the ones I had, just being a member of the press, the press sign-up was a week before the convention. Do better with that, because that, <laughs> wow. was, that was a mess. Granted, I did get confirmed right away, less than 24 hours. I got, all right, you're clear, good to go. And it was not clearly communicated what access was allowed. There really needs to be a designated press section in addition to platinum and gold seating. All around, there just needs to be a clearer division of where everyone is seating for panels. If there's priority seating... Just have priority seating and make it clear where it is. Last PMC did a good job where they actually had assigned numbers that correspond with seats. So that was easy. The stuff with regarding press was not communicated at all. It wasn't communicated what access was allowed. Did we have early show floor access? I don't know. Was there a designated press area for panels? I don't know. What were the rules? I just think from a press perspective, not enough was communicated. Overall, our theme has been communication. I just think if more things were communicated clearly, and if all the staff was on the same page for like certain procedures and panels and lines, I think it would have gone better. Because one of my tips going forward is going to be, well, if you don't get a satisfying answer from one person on staff, just ask another one until you get like a clearer <laughs> response. Because that, that's what happened with you, Brian. And you were able to get your platinum and gold. Otherwise, if you listen to the first person, you'd be in the back of the red line. Oh, heck yeah. I wouldn't have been able to eat lunch that day, but it's pretty much like yeah. the Red Ranger and silver and down line was long as heck. Yeah, that was so, crazy. Most of our group got out and we saw that line after we got out and we we're like, holy crap, I'm glad, I'm glad we got platinum and gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Doug, any big improvements that the show needs to make? Hold on one second for me. Okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. I keep getting the most ridiculous phone call on the work phone. So I'm going to mute again, and I don't really have anything to add to that one. Okay. So (laughs) sorry about that. No, it's all right. All right. And then finally, I want to talk about our hauls. What did we buy? Brian, go. (laughs) Can you believe that the big toy guy walked away with pretty much nothing? (laughs) (laughs) I can believe that because... I'm a big toy guy, too, and I didn't buy a lot of toys this convention. <laughs> okay, so here's uh, here was my issue. I had previously selected a small handful of items that I was kind of hunting for. And the issue I ran into is what I wanted, no one had. The things people had that I did need were way too much money. And all the stuff they had was stuff I already owned. So I was kind of at a standstill. I went going and I'm like, I need to buy something. So here I am walking around the dealer hall. I paced that dealer hall at least 20 times over the course of the weekend Mm. trying to find something to buy. 
it didn't work out so well. So in total, I walked away with the Megazord figure, Ultraman Victory's transformation device, a Gaim ghost icon, the Budo Ryuho from Kamen Rider Gaim, and I think that was it. <laughs> okay. Um, I ended up getting Cameron Jibo and Ika Darville's uh, autographs, as well as uh, Ki Chiwada's autograph. Those were actually the only three autographs I got over the course of the weekend. And so that that was really about it. Of course, because of that, I had extra spending money when I got home. And so I'm like, well, let's hunt. And <laughs> so I've got a uh, Go-Go Jet from Bokenter on the way. Um, nice. I've got an Isis Megazord on the way. I set up a trade with a friend for the Legacy Black and Gold Megazord, a Chrome Gao Hunter. Dang, you did better post-show than at the oh, show. Oh, yeah, abso- <laughs> absolutely. I've got all this sorts of stuff on the way now. Like, this is my PMC haul. It's just stuff that's arriving after. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what was your big hauls? Well, I got the Titanium Morpher, which nice. was uh, probably my Jealous. favorite thing. It's broken. There's no strap, and there's no way to like, put the strap onto it. And it was kind of chipped away, so I kind of just took like a Sharpie and kind of recolored it, and now it looks great. So nice. it works good for display. I got the Lightspeed Rescue Blaster, which can change into the sword. That was kind of cool. And then, like I said before, I got to meet all the uh, Lightspeed Rangers, so I got uh, Sean Johnson, Keith Robinson, Lightspeed Rescue, Red and Green, to sign my uh, V-Lancer, so that was kind of really cool. Nice. Other than that, I mean, besides, like, the exclusive pins and coins and whatnot, oh, I also did get the uh, exclusive Black and Gold Megazord. With- we all got that, right? Did not? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so okay. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was actually going to sell on eBay, but after looking at it and whatnot, it's growing on me now. I don't want to sell it, even though it's going for like triple the price on eBay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and I also got... <laughs> now everyone's reconsidering. <laughs> <laughs> and I did get the uh, exclusive comic book cover. Nice. Hassan, what about you? Your hauls? I kind of set aside Sunday to do a lot of my shopping, and like Brian, I I feel like paced the booth so many times, and I really couldn't figure <laughs> out what to get. And I got the you know Power Morphicon exclusive, of course, and then I I was like debating because I wanted to buy something that like you couldn't normally just order online that easily, and I couldn't figure anything out, so. I ended up just going to the CS Toys booth and I was like, you know what? I've been considering buying these Geoger vinyls for a while, so I'm just going to buy them. And that's what I did. So I just got the Geoger vinyls, which are cool. Nice. But I feel like I came away with a lot just because of, well, I mean, I spent well, a lot the, of money on the photo ops and autographs and stuff. <laughs> well, plus the, the platinum package, too. Yeah, exactly. Like there's yeah. t shirts, two hoodies, all the pins. I mean, I feel like I came away with, with so much. So it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, Doug, what about, well, I, I know what you got. <laughs> Rings. <laughs> so many rings. And you, um, you got your first common rider driver. I did. I actually got I got a couple first. I got my first common rider driver. I got the wizard driver. I have now I think like twenty eight rings or something to go with it that I all came from Power Morphicon. You got um, three more on the way. Three more on the way. <laughs> so it's not stopping. I got my first uh SH figure arts in Common Rider Beast. With the mayonnaise. With the mayonnaise. <laughs> And then I know I got Power Ranger stuff, but I don't know. It's there's stuff there somewhere. <laughs> uh, but that was, I mean, if, if we're talking about like the most unexpected or kind of like biggest uh, surprise of things that I bought, it's all that wizard stuff that I would not have would not have expected. I did not expect that. You went full committed to wizard <laughs> stuff, and I was like, 
That's awesome, Doug. You do you. Yeah, that's great. I think most of uh, I think most of the other money I spent was on just autographs and stuff. I, yeah. I don't think I walked away with too much toy haul from Power Ranger stuff. The Gaim belt was my first driver, but after seeing that Wizard belt, and Grant, I have not seen very much of Wizard, but just the belt, I was like, that's a really satisfying toy. It's pretty awesome. My hauls, the exclusive black and gold Megazord, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive I got as a gift from Chris. So did Doug. So that was pretty cool. The autographs that I got, I got Ika Darville, Ari Boyland, Sasha Craig, Mike Chat, Kichiwada, Yuta Mochizuki, only because I didn't get his autograph last PMC, but I did get a photo op with him. Was that all my autographs? I think that was all my autographs. I wanted to get a couple more, but there just wasn't enough time, and I felt good with what I got. The only other thing I bought, really, was just a random Lightspeed Rescue yellow figure, because as a joke, (laughs) Doug and Chris each bought one because we're kind of representing AP. I got jealous of their Lightspeed yellow figures, so I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to get one too. And I did, and I went to this one guy, and he just had all these loose action figures, and I wasn't really concerned about accessories or any of that junk. But I also got like a loose Master Vial figure with the head spinning action, which is cool. (laughs) And I got a Rancic figure, so that was great. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I didn't get much in terms of like any big drivers or anything i did buy two lock seeds i bought a Fies lock seed and a common rider black rx lock seed because i gotta represent that dex yo <laughs> <laughs> so yeah th- those are my hauls overall great convention the next one is in 2018 that's the 25th anniversary so i'm probably gonna be back what about you guys i hope so i'm gonna try for it brian <sighs> Uh, I'll be there unless something awful happens. I, I like I'll be there. There's there's no reason why I wouldn't go back. It could be yeah. messy as heck convention, but the experience I just I have to go regardless. So I went into it thinking like this would be my first and only Power Morphicon, and I left like this was just too much fun. <laughs> and and not only that, like I mean, yeah. just I guess you know I kind of like lately have sort of not been super active in the fandom. Like I've kind of just done my own thing with YouTube but not really been on message boards much all that but like this was kind of like it's like okay this is kind of cool and i'm reconnecting with so many people and i'm like you know what like i want to kind of keep this going and so i kind of feel like i want to i don't know if i will but i would love to excellent and that leads us into our ranger nations question where we asked are you going to pmc6 in 2018 and i kind of want to put in parentheses mark if it happens (laughs) (laughs) that closing ceremony was Not even a closing ceremony. It was just like, go, get out of here. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that was a waste. Yeah, there was like a, maybe we'll be back, and what's in 2018? The 25th anniversary? There was no (laughs) definitive, like, yeah, PMC6, it's a go. It was more like, maybe. (laughs) So we'll go down the list of responses here. So on Twitter, Zio93, at ZioRed93. Uh, yes. Solomon D at Sullyman underscore D. I'm planning on it. RJ at Anime Redneck 96. You're right I am. I'm not missing another one. Pasadena isn't ready for the yeehaw. (laughs) (laughs) Doug stepped away a bit, so I'm just going to continue the cycle. Kevin Rowland at Kevin M. Rowland 1 said, Definitely had the chance to this year and didn't take it. Kicking myself for it now. 
Right. Matt Harrington at Dark Ranger 99 said, probably assuming nothing changes for me financially. John at the Hless John, hopefully. At Sentai 5 says, now that I'm employed, absolutely. At Power Ranger Talks said, dead or alive, I'll be there. Hopefully alive, because I don't need any zombie <laughs> fans at <laughs> Power Morph Dawn 6. Scott, hashtag Team Mystic at Digiranger 1994. I hope so. I want it to be more possible. <laughs> hashtag team instinct <laughs> hashtag team valor what are you doing team mystic all the way yeah i'm mystic. outnumbered no <laughs> austin at pr gifts of course had so much fun at the last one uh, vince Ariola at bryce packard said definitely the friendships i made gave me a whole new reason to go thanks for that you're welcome eric sander at eric underscore schumann 87 it'd be nice but august is the worst time for me to vacation back to school is not a pleasant time in retail joshua aaron moore at kentucky jam said told myself i was gonna treat this like my one and only trip that said i would love to be there in 2018 lord of time at titanium tigress said i'll finally be in college by then so hopefully so Danielle Collins at Danny R. Collins. I'm not sure, but I'll see. Amaron at uh, CGJ Critic. Probably if my wallet isn't empty from the con in Florida that I'm going to next year. Ken Glenn at The Ken Glenn. Absolutely. 25th anniversary. Possible second movie news. After watching everyone this year, I have to go. Possibly my last. Moving on to Facebook, our only comment on Facebook. Steven Martinez said, to quote the great philosopher TJ, it's not even a question. I'll be there in <laughs> 2018. <laughs> From Instagram, Daryl J. Delphine. D- straight, I will. Deezers? DCers? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm planning on it. This year was my first PMC, and it was awesome. Crazy Samurai 71 said, I really want to do it. I went this time and last time and hope to go again next time. Death Buckler said, oh, hell yes, I'm going again. Just need to plan it this time instead of winging it like the last two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to go on to our next segment because we got some questions from Ask FM, questions from Ranger Nation. You can ask us a question if you go to ask.fm slash ranger command ph. So an anonymous person asks, if you had to come up with or predict the after credit scene for the Power Rangers movie, what would it be? I'm going to say if they do a after credit scene for the Power Rangers movie, it has to be hinting at Tommy. Hands down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagined in the Power Rangers movie, you know, they defeat Rita Repulsa, etc. Right. So then I imagine like post credits, you see like Rita's hand or something and it reaches for like the Green Ranger coin. And then you hear like, do, 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 do. And you just like see like oh. the eyes of the dragon's word and like it ends. It's like done. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Hire me now, Lionsgate. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely going to have to hint at Green Ranger. Because how how could you not? Doug, are you back? He is not back. So we're going to move on to our final question from Ranger Nation. Would you like to have Power Rangers audio dramas one day? No reliance on Sentai footage. No flying actors down New Zealand. Only voice work. And an endless possibility of storytelling and world building with all seasons. Thoughts. So my thought is the only other franchise that I know audio dramas really work for is Doctor Who. Doctor Who has 
an incredible library of audio dramas. In fact, I think it's the um, eighth Doctor, the the one before the reboot, that only had the American movie. And he was only in that movie, but his character has been fleshed out through all these different audio dramas. And I don't know if audio dramas are really a thing here in the U.S., and I don't necessarily know if a Power Rangers one would work unless the sound effects library was extensive because to me, Power Rangers will always be a visual medium. You need the suits. You need to see the morphing and the zords and the cool action to really get pulled into it. And I don't think there's enough type of storytelling that would be really interesting in a Power Rangers audio drama. So I'm going to open that up to you guys. I completely 100% agree. I think Power Rangers as a whole is too much a action-driven show to really get that point across. Because like a fight scene would end up being is just a bunch of audible... I mean, that's what it would be. (laughs) And I don't think I really want to listen to that. One thing I've always been a supporter of since the rumor popped up way, 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 way back when Disney was on its, like, last legs with Disney, was the idea of an animated Power Rangers series. And just like the current run of comic books doing really awesome, awesome things, I think an animated series would totally work the question stated. They're not bound by Sentai footage. They don't have to fly actors to certain locations. They can record their lines where they are. So either using it to create a new series or using it to expand like the original Mighty Morphin timeline or even the comics timeline or whatever you wanted to do uh, is totally viable. And I still think that's something that uh, Saban or Toei should consider in the future. But yeah. Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, the um, I actually have Day of the Dumpster like on a cassette or something from when I was little. Uh, like it was an official. I don't know when or how it was released or what, but I have a cassette. It's Day of the Dumpster. It's an official thing, and it's cool. But it's cool in a nostalgic way. Like I wouldn't ever really want to listen to the show. I guess in that format. I guess. Um, yeah. So it's one of those like neat little things, just like as a one off. But I kind of agree with what everyone else is saying. Okay. I just can't see it really working out. Um. Yeah, yeah. Have someone walk into the room as you're listening to that without earbuds, and they're gonna think you're listening to something completely different (laughs) and inappropriate. Exactly. And Hassan, I think that cassette tape came with a 3D booklet. Oh, huh. Oh, cool. Um, I think I used to have that when I was a kid, and I remember a little 3D book, and it was basically just like Day of the Dumpster. I have no idea where the book is, but that's cool. I must have had that at some point, I guess. <laughs> Doug, are you back? He's dealing with work stuff, which is totally understandable, but I'm glad he got to say a lot of things anyway. <laughs> so, guys, before we leave, let's go down the line. Any websites you want to plug, your channels, whatever, go at it. Hassan, where can people find you online? My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash havortexdude or theworldofha.com on Facebook, The World of Ha. Find me on Twitter. Hustin M with 120, say hi. Kyle. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Deadpool underscore Ranger. And, of course, we also have a podcast on the 4 Radio Network. Give us a check at Longboxcast on Twitter. Brian. Nowhere I'm a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Why am I on this show? Uh. <laughs> 
Oh, you can find me at uh, shukanshobi.com, uh, writersrangersandrambles.com, tokusatsunetwork.com. I'm everywhere. I know. It's scary. It's scary how <laughs> everywhere you are. <laughs> and you can find Doug on Twitter, at Doug Watchin, and occasionally on this podcast. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We are on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Facebook and Instagram at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. So give us a like and thumbs up and whatever you guys do on social media on all those places. And listen to us every other week here on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. And until next time, hope to see you at the next Power Morphicon. All right, <laughs> bye. 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 I'm going to go back to the cave. We we did the That's audio so drama. Yo, what am I doing? <laughs> You'll never take us alive. It's morphin' time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Transformation sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insert transformation sound here. Alright. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and like us on Facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 